You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, welcome back. Better Power Podcast Network. This is The Daily Hammer. I am your host, Stephen Tolbert. Once again, sitting in for our buddy, Sean Coleman. And we got a kind of a busy show tonight. We've got the Braves had a busy day today. They had a, a doubleheader and then they also had kind of a flurry of roster moves that went along with a doubleheader. So we're going to cover all that. And then kind of the secondary topic tonight is going to be the Braves catching situation and what's going on with it right now. What could potentially be the plan as we move into October? Um, and yeah, it's going to be our show tonight. So yeah, Braves had a doubleheader today. Um, they had a game back in late June in Philadelphia that got canceled. It got moved to today. In the original schedule, actually, the Braves were supposed to be off today. Um, and this three-game series in Philadelphia was supposed to be a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series. But I guess when everything got switched around, they actually moved Thursday's game to Monday and made today a doubleheader and then gave them Thursday off. So now the Braves have Thursday off, but the original schedule was Monday. So they've had to flip some things around this year. They've played some doubleheaders. They've had some rainouts. Had a couple in New York that I remember. Um, so, yeah, it hasn't been perfect weather this year, but... Yeah, they had a doubleheader today. It was a busy day. They they had to make some roster moves to get all their pitching lined up. Uh, before game one, they actually called up Jackson Stevens, old friend from last year, people will remember. Uh, but he was not even on the 40-man roster. So not only did they have to make a, a 28-man move, which they did by optioning Allen Winnens, but they had to make a 60 or a 40-man move, um, which they did by uh, putting Michael Soroka on the 60-day IL, which... We already knew his season was over, but that, you know, that officially ends his, his 2023 season. And, and obviously we'll see him in 2024, but yeah, Jackson Stevens called up, Allen went and sit down and then Michael Soroka moved to the 60 day was the official move. Um, game one was, you know, it was entertaining as most of the games in this ballpark are Braves are, you know, their offense showed up like it, like it normally does. Acuna homered, uh, Michael Harris homered. Um, it was just a, it was a, it was a back and forth day. Charlie Morton didn't have, you know, Charlie Morton didn't have his best stuff. He was kind of, when he's not going well, it's usually command and his command was, was very shaky early. Taiwan Walker for the, for the Phillies was the same way. He, he really had very little command of any of his pitches either. And it was kind of an offensive, an offensive game. The Braves ended up winning eight, six. Or no, they won 10-8, I'm sorry. Uh, the game went into extra innings because Bryce Harper hit a game-tying two-run homer in the in the bottom of the ninth off Rossio Iglesias. The Braves scored two in the 10th. And then Kirby Yates actually came in and, and shut it down. So 
Yeah, the Braves took game one, 10-8, and then going into game two, they we knew they would have to make a roster move because Kyle Wright wasn't, not only was Kyle Wright not on the 28-man roster, he wasn't even on the 40-man. So uh, there was an obvious move that needed to be made, and they did that by, they, they optioned Dylan Lee uh, back to Gwinnett. He has not pitched well since being up. He, he gave up a home run to Trey Turner in game one. Um, and then they put Daisbell Hernandez on the 60-day IL to open up a 40-man spot for Kyle Wright. So, yep, that's how they got through the roster part of Game 2. And then Game 2 itself went pretty much how I thought it would. Kyle Wright looked very rusty. Um, you know, he, he hasn't pitched since. The last time he pitched, the Braves have 20 wins, and, and right now they have 94 wins. So, you know, he pitched 74 wins ago is the last time he pitched. I think it was in early May was the the game, the last game he pitched in. So, yeah, he didn't look particularly sharp. You know, they they this is essentially another rehab start for him. They kind of moved his rehab assignment to Atlanta or, I guess, Philadelphia more accurately. So it, it went about how I thought it would. You know, it's it's probably not terribly fair to have to – to pitch to, to these kind of hitters, you know, in, in a was essentially a rehab start, but you know, it is what it is. The Braves offense made it interesting. Matt Olson hit two home runs tonight. He had a three run homer that made it, um, uh, Philly scored four in the first and then Matt hit a three run homer to make it, um, four to three. And then he had another solo home run after the Phillies had added on a few more. So, uh, yeah, Matt Olson hit two home runs tonight. He's now got 50 on the year, which of course is absurd. You know, only only guy in franchise history, I think, other than Andrew to ever hit 50 home runs in a season. So, you know, Chipper never did it. Freddie never did it. Acuna's never done it. Hank Aaron's never done it. Uh, Eddie Matthews never did it. So, yeah, it's pretty, you know, it's it's a pretty absurd accomplishment that we probably should celebrate more. Um, if it had happened in a win, it probably would have been celebrated a little bit more. But, you know, when you lose, it's always a little tempered. But, yeah, 50 home runs for Olsen now, and he's still got – you know, two and a half weeks or whatever it is left to, to build on it. So he's all, he's only one away from the franchise record of, of Andrews, 51. So um looks like he's going to get there and, and should set a new record. So that's going to be cool. But yeah, the Braves, you know, they made a game of it. The offense did what it could to get back in the game. Um, but ultimately, Philadelphia was able to hold on 7-5 uh, for a split. Obviously, two teams split the, the two games. Braves' magic number is now 4 um, obviously with a win earlier, they, they knocked two numbers off because obviously they won the, the Phillies loss. So it's down to four and it'll stay at four until tomorrow. We'll see what happens tomorrow, but yeah, it was a good day all around. You know, you, you kind of, you take a split all day long, especially when, you know, you're basically just trying to set up your pitching for the postseason at this point. The Braves aren't, the Braves aren't going all out on any one series at this point. They're just giving guys as much days, uh, as many days rest as possible giving them extra days, you know, trying to set up their rotation how they want to instead of versus, you know, other teams are having to set up their rotations how they have to or how they need to. And the Braves don't have any have-tos at this point. It's all it's all preference. So it's a good spot to be in. But, yeah, they're not they're, – I wouldn't say they're going terribly hard after any of these games. They're, you know, they're putting their they're, – they're still playing most of their guys but in terms of the lineup. But on the pitching side, it's been very – you know, it's been whoever's available – to give, you know, X guys uh, a certain amount of rest. So that's what they're doing, and that's what they'll probably keep doing. So I would get used to that. But, yeah, one and one, not that bad. You'll take it, and we'll see what happens the rest of the series. You know, the the truth is at this point, we're in middle of September. The Braves are 
essentially a lock to be the division winner. I mean, they've their magic number is four with, you know, 20 something games left. The, the odds of anybody chasing them down have, have moved from remote to, you know, astronomically remote and same with, even with, um, the number one overall seed, you know, they've got a, they've still got a pretty big lead against the Dodgers. So the Braves really aren't, the Braves aren't really playing for a whole lot in September. And because of that, well, there's just not a lot of analysis to do about these games. You know, there's just, they're just, I don't want to say they're going through the motions, but they're, they're kind of playing out the string, right? They're just, they're, they're getting their guys reps. They're getting their pitchers days off, you know, getting guys certain amount of pitches or trying to get relievers, certain amount of appearances to get everybody, you know, ready for October. That's really all they're doing. So if it seems like we're covering these games, you know, with a little less uh, attention to detail, it's it's because we are. I mean, there, there's just not a lot to talk about in these September games that are, are basically just tune-ups for October. I mean, they're just not – you can tell by the, the how they're handling their pitching staff. They're just not – they're not going hard after any of these series, after any of these games. Really, it's just whatever they need to do to get ready for October is kind of what they're doing at this point. So – yeah, that's just how it is in September, and especially when you have a lead this big, and it's it's a good spot to be in. I mean, they don't have to force anything. They can they can set up their rotation however they want. Most series give a guy as much rest uh, as as much rest as they need at any point. Guys get sick, guys aren't feeling well, then you know they rest them. They don't have to play them. They don't need they don't need any of these individual games. You know they can they can be pretty conservative about it. So that's where they are and. That's kind of how we're going to handle it in terms of covering it. It's, we're going to be pretty relaxed about talking about these games and, and really look at some bigger picture stuff. And one of the things that I have wanted to talk about, and have, I've been thinking about this for probably the last couple of months, really, as the as it's become clearer and clearer that the Braves are, you know, running away with this division and, and October has become the main focus point how the Braves handle their catching situation in October is, I think is becoming a, a more and more interesting point. And, you know, the Braves all season long have used two guys. They've used Travis Darno, they've used Sean Murphy. And, you know, at times it's been like a 70, 30 split where Sean Murphy gets a lot of the starts. And then at times it's, it's much more of a 50, 50 split. Like if you look lately, Travis has been getting a lot of the, um, a lot of the starts. He's been getting a lot of playing time. Both guys have admittedly been much less effective in the second half than they were in the first. You know, that's part of being a catcher where you, you just wear down easier as, as the season gets longer and longer and, that's why you use two guys. That's why you don't, you know, have one guy catch 150 games is because he, he would just be dead by the time you got to October. And so you use two guys to try to spread out the, the workload, and, and hopefully both guys are, are, are fresher once you get to the postseason because of it. But what's interesting is, you know, if you just look at talent level, if you if we're just talking about pure talent level, then Sean Murphy – is a much better catcher than Travis Darno. I think that's fair to say. I love Travis. He's been a tremendous, you know, piece for the Braves for a few years now. He's a great clubhouse guy. But just on all the skill parts of catching, you know, defense framing, calling a game, throwing, 
even offensively, you know, power, batting average, WRC plus, all the stuff. Sean's just better. Murphy's just a better player all the way around. And in the regular season, you it's a marathon, right? So you have to have two guys handle the workload, right? Like it's it's not as big a deal who the best one is when you're talking about six months worth of games. Like you don't need the very best guy, you know, on the field every single day. You just need a good enough guy to help you get through six months of baseball. And that's why you're fine playing Darno, you know, 40, 45% of the time, because it's not, is he as good as Murphy? No, but he's plenty good enough to help you win games. And so having the best guy in the field is just not as important as having two guys share the field for a large part of the season. Once you get to October, however, that equation flips, right? Like it's, it's no longer a marathon. It's very much a sprint, you know, a five game series in baseball is as small a sample as you can get. And that's all you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed one five game series and you're only guaranteed three of those games. Technically, if you lose all three, you're out. So it is, you know, the whole concept flips on its head in October. And so now because the whole concept flips, the whole mindset flips, right? Now having the best player on the field is of utmost importance, right? Like it's the most important thing is you just have to have your best guys out there for every inning of every game because, you know, you're only guaranteed so many of them. And if you don't win those, then you go home. Your season's over. So I'm curious to see if the Braves agree with the assessment that Murphy is substantially better because I think most people agree with that, but does Brian Snitker agree with it? And if they do agree with that, does it lead to Sean Murphy starting every game? Because, I mean, that's the question. And that's that's the interesting part is, you know, if you think he's the best catcher, and I think he's the best catcher, I think he's one of the best catchers in baseball, and I think he's certainly the best catcher on the team, if you think he's the best, You have all of these off days built in, and that's an important part of it, but you have all of these off days built in. If he's the best and you you don't need to rest him because you've got plenty of time with off days to rest him, then shouldn't he be starting every game, right? Like that's that's the question, and that's the question I'm asking. Shouldn't – if Sean Murphy is the best catcher, do they – A, do they agree with that assessment? And B, if they do agree with it, what is the action? Is it – Murphy starts every game no matter what, and Darno's just the backup. That's certainly what I would do, but you know, we know from plenty of experience, and he said so a million times. Brian Snicker loves Travis Darno. I mean, he loves him. It's, it's like, he's like a kid. I mean, he's like one of his kids. He's he, he every time he talks about him, he looks like he's about to cry. He's so happy. And is he really going to bench Darno for the entire postseason? Now, obviously, you have to actually win some of these games for it to be a long postseason run, but still, is he going to bench Darno for the entire NLDS? I mean, based on talent and skill and who's the best, yes. The, you know, the answer to that is yes, but it's not just about that stuff with, with Snitker. You know, he's an old school guy. He's a, He loves his veterans. And, and, you know, Sean's not a rookie by any means, so, it's you know, it's not one of those deals, but... I am curious to see what's going to happen because I don't, you know, I, I kind of tease this subject online and I got 
I don't know, dozens of responses. And pretty much every one of them was some version of Sean Murphy has to play pretty much every game, right? Like that was the overwhelming opinion online. And look, I, I get it. I agree. I think Sean Murphy has to play every game. I think he's the best of the, of the two guys. Like I said before, having your best guy on the field is is most important in, in October. And so Murphy needs to be starting, I would say, every game. I would have him out there every single day. But is that what's actually going to happen? That's the question. Are, do the Braves agree with that assessment? And do they agree that that's the best cor- course of action to turn you know, Darno into essentially a legitimate just backup catcher. You know, they've shared starting duties all year. Does he get relegated to purely a backup role in October? And that's what I want to see, and that's what I'm interested to see. And, um, you know, Travis has been through a lot. He obviously helped the Braves win the World Series in, in 2021. He was in the, you know, he was with the Braves in 2020. Obviously last year, like, you know, he's been through the wars and he's been through the postseason runs. And so he's got a lot of experience and Sean doesn't have as much playoff experience. So again, does it, how much does that matter? How much does any of it matter? How much is it just going to be purely based on skill and talent? And how much is going to be based on how much Brian Snitker loves the guy? You know, how many wars they've been through with Darno? You know, is there a certain pitcher that wants Darno more than Murphy, you know, that that's always a, a factor, you know. When you're when you're 15 games up in September, these are the kind of questions you can ask, right? Like you don't have to worry about how the game went today. You can you can think of more about some some bigger picture things and and how the Braves utilize these two guys who have split duties all year. Do they continue with that approach, or because it's such a you know because it's such a sprint because October is such a sprint. Because there's so many off days, because Murphy is clearly the better player, do we see a different, you know, a, a different type of a rollout of their of their respective positions? You know, is it much more of a starter backup sort of situation, or do they keep splitting time? You know, I mean, would anybody be that surprised if come game three? You know, Darno is starting over Murphy. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't agree with it, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, especially depending on who's pitching. So that's kind of what's interesting to me is, is are they going to, are they going to kind of draw a hard line and just say, Murphy's our starter, Darno's our backup, and that's that. And Murphy's going to start every game and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take our, we'll take our chances with, with what, who, who we believe to be the best guy. So we'll see. That's that's kind of the interesting question. And we won't know until we know. And yeah, and we'll obviously talk about it quite a bit whenever it happens. But yeah, that's going to be our show tonight. I don't know what are the rest of our schedule is. I think me and Chris will be back on normal, kind of our normal show this week. Scott and, and Brad should be back to their normal. And I think Sean will be back to his normal. So I think we're all getting kind of get back to our own shows here pretty soon. But yeah, we appreciate it as always. Come check out the site and we'll talk to you guys later. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.